Hello, and welcome to Unlocked with me, Ricky Locke, the podcast that aims to unlock the secrets and magic to truly create an extraordinary and successful life and learn how to live the best version of ourselves. A podcast that brings a little magic to your life. And welcome to episode one. Now, this is really, really exciting. I have been a huge fan of podcasts for many years, and I've always had the passion to launch one. And to be honest, I probably procrastinated about doing this over the last couple of months. So I'm really pleased that if you are listening to this, then thank you. And it's quite interesting, actually, because when I first thought about launching a podcast, I always wondered, I wonder where people will consume this content. Are they walking a dog? Are they jogging? Are they on their daily commute in Tesco's? Or are they listening to me in the bath? Okay, well, probably not that last one. That one's a little bit weird, right? But anyway, wherever you are, thank you. I appreciate that you tuned into this podcast and thank you for lending me your ears. I hope this podcast brings some value to you. So episode one, well, this one's a great start really. This one is all about understanding why do we do what we do? And I thought, why is quite a suitable title really? Because you're probably thinking, who on earth is this guy? Why should I listen to him? And what is he gonna do for me? So I would like to share with you a little bit of a backstory about myself so that you can kind of understand who I am, a little bit about my journey, and this will then help understand why. So let's fire up that flux capacitor and let's travel back in time to a few years ago and let me share some interesting stories. So as a kid, I was always fascinated with this word, why? It's often the first words that children learn and I even remember asking my parents, why does that happen? Why is that person doing that? Why can they do that and I can't? Why dot 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 dot? I remember sometimes my parents just saying, Ricky, it just bloody is, all right? Just get on with it. But um, it's really important to me of about growing and I've always had this idea of um, trying to learn a lot of things and trying to be like a sponge and soak up as much information as I can. I've always been curious to understand why people do what they do and that's kind of led into a lot of my hobbies such as playing the guitar, the drums, the piano, skateboarding and and magic of course but I'm a jack of all trades and um, probably master of none. But I am Ricky, I'm a professional magician, a speaker and trainer And uh, it wasn't always like that. You know, in fact, growing up, I actually had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And I guess if you can picture this right now, a 15-year-old Ricky, he had this uh, big curly mane down to his shoulders, probably looked very similar to the lion in The uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, not a great sight. Big, big black-rimmed, like, geeky glasses. And um, I think at that age, all I wanted to do was skateboard and go create music. And to be honest, I got some good GCSEs, but at that point, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And at that point in time, there was a bit of a lull where I thought, well, after the six weeks holiday, what am I going to do? And I decided to go join A-levels. And it was really a lull because I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I went to sixth form to learn music technology. And that's, to be honest, is probably where I thought that's probably where I'm going to end up. I love music. I'd like to record. I'd love to produce music. And to be honest, I don't really think I did a lot in sixth form. I even remember doing some free periods where I just pratted around with my mates in the uh, common room. And one time we even got a little boat. And uh, in our free period, we got this little tiny little boat and sat in like a, like a, I wouldn't call it a river. It was more like a pond in the middle of a quarry. And that was uh, probably an interesting story we'll share with you another time. But to be honest, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And there came this point where I had to do work experience. Now, At the time, at 16 years old, I'd already applied for a job at my local Argos store in Peterborough. I just thought, do you know what? I've already got a job. There's no point me doing work experience. 
I ain't got no idea what I wanted to do. Everyone was talking about UCAS and going to university. And I was like, I don't really know. So I actually went up to my boss, Darren, and said, look, Darren, I've already got a job. Can I just stay here for the two weeks? I didn't have any intention to get paid. And he just said, you know what, Ricky? Yeah, that's fine. We need someone on the tills next week. So you'll be great for it. I was like, brilliant. So I did my two weeks work experience in Argos and I absolutely loved it. So picture this as a, uh, this would probably be about what, 16, 17 year old now, did two weeks full time in a retail job. And that payment at the end of that two weeks was brilliant. I wasn't intending to get paid, but they paid me for my hours and it was amazing. I was this 16, 17 year old kid that just kind of had this money now. I was thinking about all of these CDs that I could go buy. Yeah, that's right. If you're quite young listening to this, we used to buy CDs. Yeah, and they used to be quite expensive actually as well. But I still remember my first CD that I bought was Fallout Boy Under the Cork Tree uh, or From Under the Cork Tree. And that was my very first purchase with my payment from Argos. So love that. Still got it somewhere. But anyway, this was the turning point to me in my career. And this is where I started to develop my why. As I said, I had no idea of what I wanted to do. But for the next 10 to 15 years, this is pretty much what shaped who I am to this day right now. So I stayed. At the end of that first year, I decided that I wasn't going to stay on for the second year of A-levels. And I thought I'm just going to go continue to work. To be honest, it probably was a good thing because I even remember going to collect my AS levels and my history teacher saying, Ricky, what happened? <laughs> so that just goes to tell you that, um, yeah, they weren't great results and we won't share that with you. It's pretty embarrassing. But anyway, I decided to stay and I loved it. It was great. I had this real passion for retail. And before I kind of share these stories with you, if you've never worked in a job like in a shop or, or in a retail business, go do it. It's absolutely amazing. The relationships that you build, the experiences that you will shape and form and, and enjoy are just wonderful. And they've definitely helped me out in later on in life. And let's just say, working with the general public, it can be pretty difficult, but it does help you understand how to treat people with respect. That's something definitely that I've took on later on in life with my own business. But I started to develop this passion for retail and I worked my way up. I became a stockroom team leader, pretty much thought that that was going to be my life for the rest of it. There was a, a great team leader that I used to work with that had been there for years and years. And I just thought that that's probably going to be me. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay here for the next 30, 40 years. But eventually I did evolve into different roles such as stockroom manager, customer service manager, a store manager. And it was during this time that although I loved leading people, I really developed a passion to develop others and inspire them to grow and be better. So at this point, I started to really understand what customer experience was about and all of these things started to shape what was my why, what was important to me, what I get out of bed for and why I like doing this job. But it wasn't really until I got an opportunity to be a, a great role, which was a regional development coach. Now this regional development coach was a role that was responsible for helping junior members of management either um, members of management that were in team leading roles that would then progress on to stockroom management or even customer service management. And I loved this idea of that I could create a workshop and facilitate these ideas and these training plans that would then help them grow into those next roles. It was such a, a fulfilling role. I absolutely loved it. It was also the kind of starting point for me to really understand I like being in front of an audience, which also kind of forms a little bit of my purpose of why I do what I do. But anyway, so this kind of happened and this really took off. I really enjoyed that role. And uh, eventually it progressed onto it. One of the best roles I've ever done in my life, which was a national training role for the whole of Argos and Sainsbury's Argos, 
and it was called the TDIY roll. Now, I haven't said that incorrectly. It's not tidy spelled incorrectly. It's TDIY, which stands for the difference is you. And this role was designed to help colleagues transition through change. So what does that mean? Well, at the point in time when this first happened, there were 16, 17 of us, these band of merry men and women that were formed together to go train the first 10, these new hybrid kind of stores, which were a Argos High Street store that would be lifted up and picked up and put into a Sainsbury's. So our role was to go help facilitate these great, inspiring and empowering workshops to help colleagues deal with change, to help them feel comfortable, take them out of their comfort zone, which they had habits and they knew their experiences and their environments for 10, 20 years. And we were going to completely shake that up and take them into this completely new environment, help them, help them team build, make it a great belonging into this new environment and teach them about great customer experience principles to go be the best version of themselves. And it was such a fulfilling role that actually it created a really great success. It was profitable. It was lucrative. And the business thought, you know what? Let's just do 100. Why not? So what happened? We, um, the team, 16 and 17 people, which was just this kind of, I guess, like a trial period, it actually formed into a full team, which um, was uh, a team that absolutely, uh, absolutely love and adore. And if they listen to this, then, then thank you for everything that you've done over the last couple of years. These guys, we then obviously turned into this permanent role and we would travel all across the country uh, training these new stores where we'd take them from the high street, close their store down, shake up their feelings and then completely put them into this new environment. And it was so fulfilling. Now, during this time, you might be thinking, what on earth has this got to do with magic? Well, at the time, I started doing magic in my early kind of career, probably about 10 now, 15 years ago, when I first started into Argos. I started performing magic tricks in the staff room. And these magic tricks were to bribe people to work for me. No, not really. It was to entertain people. It was to engage people. It was to show people something. But it was also that starting point to help me kind of improve my confidence, to practice new tricks and improve just being in front of an audience. Because when you first start performing, if you're not used to it, it can be very um, scary. It can be a bit, um, you know, uh, sweaty, nervous. You know, it's quite, it's quite a, a scary little thing and you have to keep practicing it to get better. So I'd use this and eventually I got a bit of a name for myself. It kind of became like a USP to me. And this kind of created this environment of, oh yeah, have you seen Ricky? Yeah, he does magic as well. And it always come up in meetings and not so much that I was a performing monkey, but people would recognize that, yeah, Ricky does magic. You, you need to talk to him. He's a really great guy. And this, this kind of formed this great reputation. So much so that at the time I started recording YouTube videos as well. Now, don't go searching for them because there are some terrible, terrible YouTube videos when I first started doing it. You know those videos when you see people perform and there's no headshot or nothing, there's no personality or nothing. It was awful. Um, they are still out there. You are more than welcome to go check them out, but um, probably just have a look at the more recent videos. They're probably a little bit better. But anyway, I started to get a bit of a reputation for my name and then that's when people started to recognize, hey, we'd love to have Ricky at this event. And I even remember doing my first gig. It was something like three or four hours work for like 30 pounds, which is, I'm still grateful for that 30 pounds, but um, I worked my socks off, I'll tell you that. Now, I probably wouldn't go out for that now for that uh, length of time, but I remember it because it was so special to me. It was the first time that I could actually go out and get paid for a hobby. That, that's just a wonderful experience that, that I felt, and I'm truly grateful for that. And uh, it was obviously um, something to me that I always recognized my idols going out there and doing that. So for me to live that, was such a dream come true. 
And anyway, long story short, I obviously joined a local society, which was the Peterborough Society of Magicians. Later on down in my life, I actually had a great opportunity, I'm truly honoured, to become the president of the Peterborough Society of Magicians. And this kind of folded into other avenues of networking with other magicians. And I later then joined the Magic Circle, which I'm very proud to be a member of the Magic Circle today. And that kind of lifted the business up really to performing in corporate events, private parties. Um, I've got a great story which I'll be sharing with you on a podcast pretty soon about a wedding that I turned up about four or five hours late. Not my greatest moment, but it might provide some value to you to help you. But also I created this wedding business, which I absolutely love. Uh, And again, uh, I keep saying this word, but I'm truly grateful to have this opportunity to go create these wonderful moments and memories for people that they'll never forget. It's such an honor and a privilege to be at someone's special day. So anyway, that's kind of a little bit of a backstory about me, but you might be thinking, what on earth has Magic and Argos got to do with about starting with a strong why? Well, actually, that is where I started to develop my own why. As I said, I genuinely had no idea what I wanted to do in my life. I really didn't. And it was only before doing these experiences and learning the things such as, you know, stock building, uh, customer service manager and all these sorts of things that I started to really think, do you know what? These are the things that I like doing and this is important to me. What did I do? I started to shape my values. And my values, which obviously folds into my why, is about what's important to me. It was important to be honest, to have fun at work, to create experiences for people. So for me, it's a massive thing to help inspire people. So when I was doing the behavioral training, I got to inspire people to have some fun, to help them grow. And that was very rewarding. And that kind of was, you know, my purpose of why I went to work every day. What got me out of bed every single morning was because I enjoyed it and I believed in it. It aligned with my values and what I believed going to do those roles, it fitted around what I believe, which was about being honest, having fun, and creating these experiences to just inspire people. The most successful people in life succeed because they are clear on their why. My why fueled me. Of course, there was going to be bad days. I remember customers shouting and throwing stuff into my face and being called horrible words, which I won't repeat on here. But, you know, It was this why that really drove my behavior that drove that success. That is what fueled me. I wanted to create these wonderful moments. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to create an experience for people that they would walk away from my session to feel empowered, inspired to go do something. And that role really developed that. And to be honest, that's pretty much why I'm doing this podcast right now. I want to help inspire others to go create success for yourself. And that's why it's called Unlocked. You know, I really wanted to kind of come from this perspective of my experiences. I'm hoping will provide value to you to give you some success in your life or your business or whatever you want to do. But with this in mind, I understand that sometimes it's quite hard to start with why. And if I was to quote Simon Sinek, a great man that I have a big man crush for, uh, he says, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And what you do simply proves what you believe. He has a great book called Starting With Why. And uh, I highly recommend, go check it out. He's a great guy. He's got some great videos on YouTube. Um, Go check him out. He is a very, very clever man. I'd love to have a coffee with him. And who knows, it'd be great if I can get him on the podcast. If you're listening, Simon, then obviously get in touch, please. That'd be great. But anyway, this is about fueling everything that you do with your purpose and what's important to you. 
So I thought we could try something fun together. And this is based on an idea by Steve McDermott, who is a great speaker. I want you to imagine for me right now that you are sitting in a boat. And this boat is in the uh, middle of a lake, the middle of a sea. There's hills, there's mountains around you. And imagine that all these hills and these mountains are destinations. These might be goals that you are trying to get to, trying to achieve, or just a destination of somewhere that you want to be in life right now. But as you sit in this boat, which direction will the boat go in? Well, it will only go in one direction. And that is how the wind will hit that boat and hit the sails. And the sails will then drive that boat in the direction of the wind. But what if you was to stick an engine on the back of that boat? And imagine filling that engine with the fuel of what drives you, what's important to you, what do you value in life, what's your purpose? Well, then the boat will go in whatever direction you want. It's the driving force that will help you achieve success in life. If you think about my backstory, I generally didn't know what I wanted to do. It was only until I started to pick up magic and do these behavioral training roles that I realized what was important to me. I wanted to have a purpose, a driving force to inspire people, to help them grow. And that why, which is the fuel that goes into that engine of your boat, will drive you to whichever direction you want. As I said, it's one of the driving forces that's made me want to launch this podcast to help other people uh, grow, to get better, to create success in their life and live an extraordinary life and a fulfilling life. That is your why, the driving force that will help you create success. So this segues really nicely to what is going to be the first segment of the show and of this series, which is called Magical Musings. And Magical Musings is all about reflection and thought. And I like to think about what's been discussed in this podcast, think about my backstory, my funny moments, but I want you to think about a couple of things for me. Take a moment today to reflect on what's really important to you right now in your life. Think about what do you value? Are your values still relevant? How often do you live them? And how often do you remind yourself of them? Think about where you are right now in life and where you're wanting to go. Is your values a driving force and is that fuel filled with purpose and values and things that are important to you that will help you drive your success? Well, there we go. We're at the end of the first episode. Thank you so much for listening to this. And if you are still listening, then I really do appreciate you taking the 20 minutes out of your day to listen to me yabber on. I really do hope that this podcast has brought you some value. And if it did, then please feel free to give me a review. It would definitely help out, reassure me to let me know that whilst I record this in a corner of my room, while it's lovely and sunny outside, that this is doing some goodness to someone in the world right now. Uh, If you did really enjoy it, then please don't forget to subscribe so you know when each episode is coming out. Don't forget to check out the resources in the show notes as well for some free resources that will help with success and business. And don't forget, if you want to get in touch, contact me at info at rickylock.co.uk. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I can't wait to join you on the next episode of Unlocked.